Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hello and welcome to another Top 10 Debate. I'm Adam Wilborn from What Culture, joined by one of the Dadly Boys, Michael Sidgwick from What Culture, to discuss the weirdest abandoned WWE moments. But before we get into it, if you're a fan of this sort of thing, make sure you subscribe to What Culture Wrestling on either iTunes, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts from, for daily wrestling podcasts, where we review Raw, SmackDown, NXT, Dubai, oh, AW Dynamite, AW Rampage, pay-per-views, we have interviews, roundtable discussions, and a roundup of the week complete with a bloody good quiz, of course, on WrestleCoach. As I said, though, joined by Michael Sidrick to discuss his article, The 10 Weirdest Abandoned WWE Moments. I sense there probably could have been about 100 of these, but what was the catalyst behind this list, Sidge? I mean, there's just loads, so it was easy content. You know what I was going to do? I was going to be a total masochist and, like, watch a Raw from 2019 or, like, very, very early 2020 just to see how different it was because it's the weirdest thing, like... It's such a different show in terms of the personnel and the storylines that I've been long forgotten about, but yeah, it's also fundamentally exactly the same. It's twisted. It's totally and utterly warped. When people were sat there saying, oh, when crowds come back, it's all going to be good again. Yeah. So I was going to watch it for inspiration, just to try and find something bizarre. Because I came up with the title first, and then the entry second. And then I realized I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to put myself through it. I don't want to do this, so I'll just come up with stuff at the top of my head instead. Um, yeah, it's so strange. Like, they constantly just do things and then drop them, and then you think, just little bubbles in your head go, ah, remember that bollocks? And I just think it's a fascinating thing to think about because hopefully underneath the uh, the Twitter post uh, in which we link this podcast, you can come up with your own, and I want to be wowed again. Like, remember Sin Cara? Had a valet for a yeah. two-week program with Andrade. What was that? Like, what was that? There's definitely scope for ten more and a list around that from Pit fan suggestions. So please do respond to the uh, the tweet about this podcast at what WWE or of course at M Sidgwick because I don't get it. Why do they do this? I know AEW have accused of forgetting stuff, and often they you know don't feature it on telly for let's say six weeks, but they will eventually come back to half of the stuff that is part of this long-term storyline. And we've I don't know why I'm getting angry about this specifically today, but literally we sat here yesterday and you and I pitched ideas for certain things and 
uh, and ways that, you know, you can, if I worked for WWE, for example, I'd come in and have all these big ideas about something that can run from Survivor Series all the way through to WrestleMania. And they don't do that. And yet they go, this is the thing. This is, we're going to start this now. And they presumably present it to talent like, here's what it's going to be. And then if I was a talent, surely you'd go, okay, where's this going though? Why do I suddenly start eating pizza in a car? Well, if I'm a talent, I'd just sit there and take it because Vince McMahon's terrifying by all accounts, an incredibly imposing, um, isolated individual who has total control over your career, and he's an incredibly spiteful and petty guy as well. So that's the answer to that question. You know what, else, you know what I don't get before we actually drill into some of these entries and have a laugh? Mm. Is that, like, these weirdest abandoned moments, some cover guys who are set to leave or are going to leave or whatever. And you think back to certain eras of WWE's very recent past, and it's like, why don't people just stop watching it? <laughs> One, <laughs> it's rubbish. Two, all of these, like, e-drone accounts, if you like. I like e-drone. Pretty fed-pilled, because that's a Sidgwick original. All of these fed-pilled... I like Vincels. Vincels is quite good, but fed-pilled, mine's... So yeah, we'll put that's that good. Yeah, that's we'll, good we'll, stuff. Yeah, we'll put that over. <laughs> like, just watch AEW, because it has more... WWE guys than WWE was like three years ago because they'll hate it and want to leave. <laughs> and they hate it for reasons like this. Here's your segue. Yeah, very nice thing that. Did they, was there a reason aside from just, you know, punishing talent that Natalia farted? Just as a quick offshoot here. Well, Vince McMahon, he, uh, here's the thing. My golden goose of the content, something I really want to get pitched and I understand why I haven't done it yet. Because it's not, it's, I think it would ironically please an audience of one. <laughs> I want to do 10 things Vince McMahon has in common with a toddler because he has so much like when I'm trying to get my kids to eat like if they've just got a plate of food that they don't want it's like right here's some ketchup and then go alright okay lovely jubbly he has to force overdone steak down his gullet with ketchup he's a toddler he loves poop and piss jokes toddler he's got an absolutely uncontrollable temper he's a toddler he likes huggies, apparently. He'll go up to people backstage, and if he's thrilled with their performance, he'll go, go on, give me a huggy. Like, I just imagine Vince with these, like, really tall guys he's impressed with doing that thing that <laughs> kids do. Like, when they want to get picked up. When they up. picked up, they put their hands in the air and, like, move their hands a little bit. Is it to say, come on, pick me up? And, like, ah, come on, Vince, and it's Greg Collier. <laughs> <laughs> like, hey. And just look at the bright colors that we get in NXT 2.0. Oh, oh. yeah. He was a child, like when he does the me when he was doing the media rounds, when the attitude era was like really dying off a little bit, and he was getting asked about like ratings and the, the lack of like acclaim, and like people say, I oh, you know you killed some wrestlers as well. He's like, I, I didn't. He's like, yeah, well, they died when you could have prevented those deaths. I'm not saying that mm. myself. I'm paraphrasing the interviewers. He went, <laughs> like seriously, last night, like James, tablet down, time for bed. Just scored like an absolute scream out on his tablet football game, so he wanted to see it through. And um, so he had a tantrum, went up to my face, like, meh, meh. I like, all right, Vince, piss off the bed. <laughs> right, let's talk about this list. Uh, and somebody features rather prominently. Uh, it's probably going to be, hopefully, in the coming months and years, uh, another one of those people that you can tune in and watch do good stuff on AEW, and that's Kevin Owens. Where do you want to start with him? Because there's a couple we can begin with. Well, he's had the weirdest career in general. Passive-aggressive psychopath, prize fighter, 
someone who sort of tolerated Chris Jericho because his interference gave him wins and then he decided to be the psychopath again and he's been like babyface, he's been a real chicken heel, he's been like, he's, been, he's done every kind of role and, and in the process his aura's diminished. For about three weeks, it's often three weeks, mm. um, he portrayed ahead of like February 2019, so ahead of a pitched match with Daniel Bryan before Kofi Mania got hot. He was going to be the sort of polar opposite guy to the pious, eco-friendly, um, you know, eco-warrior, mm. vegan, incredibly just insufferable Daniel Bryan character. Uh, Kevin Owens, as was built on a few vignettes on TV, was going to be his antithesis, like your everyday schlub, mm-hmm. bit clumsy, can't really bowl very well, but he has a nice time with his mates, just like you, Willborn. You're fucking shit at bowling. <laughs> and I've seen this. Um, I mean, no one's good, really, when we go for the Christmas nights out, but regardless. I'm, I'm not there for the bowling, brother. <laughs> <laughs> he was bowling, and he was getting good at balls, and his mate was going, you suck. He's like, I don't suck, pal, but you're all right. We're all friends. And the next week, <laughs> the, the way that they think people interact is insane. And, uh, and then the next week, he was in his car, and he's going... <laughs> It's basically Seinfeld for a week. What's the deal with pineapple on pizza? <laughs> it's, it's again, it's that social media intern. What's people talking about in the real world in which we are not involved? <laughs> people are having a debate. Twitter explodes as people debate the merits of pineapple on pizza. Some people think it's unusual but nice. Other people think it's an abomination. I, In case you wanted my opinion on pineapple on mm-hmm. pizza, eat it if you like. Same. And don't eat it if you don't. It's not an interesting topic for me to read about. No. Anyway, it was apparently interesting enough for Kevin Owens to talk about. He's on going, primetime television. My kids are always talking about pineapple on pizza, just like you out there in TV land. Okay, that's I'm connecting with you right now. And I started to eat it. And you're like, well, not for me. Because I'm a big, I don't like vegetables and fruit like that. Hippie Daniel Bryan, <laughs> who I'm going to feud with. I like meat on my pizza and all the rest of it. And then Kofi Mania, uh, Kofi Mania got hot, and I just uh, he decided to turn on the New Day because he just turns on everyone, and he had the first Kofi Kingston title defense. <laughs> take my wife. No, seriously, take my wife, please. <laughs> that was going to be week three if they hadn't abandoned it, basically. But yeah, it was such a weird time, that. Like, 2019, just, it was the craziest year in WWE history, and I include the pandemic in that. Like, in my seriously. head, by the way, I know you said it was like three-week period, there was like two good two months of these in-car promos. And I was always like, what? why isn't he just doing a promo some, somewhere else? Yeah. Why is he in his car? But yeah, it was just... <laughs> wasn't even my car. It wasn't even his car. It's a rental car. It's a prop car. <laughs> but the thing is, as I alluded to there, not the only time they've lumbered in with the gimmick and then immediately forgotten about it, was it? No, and this gimmick that was rubbish, like collided quite spectacularly with the one before, because there's no continuity, everything just gets thrown against a wall, and there's just no uh, total contempt for your intelligence. Can you? What are your memories of Kevin Owens, the face of America? I remember he, I did like, again, Owens, the, the person, whatever he's given, he does try and knock out the park. I remember him not walking on his own face when he used to have it on the thing. I thought that was a really nice touch of his. And he, he was suited up. And yeah, he was just, I'm the face of America because you guys need a face of America because America fucking sucks. 
<laughs> That's all I vaguely remember. Yeah, he basically donned the characteristics of an American to prove that he was going to be an American, but better. Like yeah. the suit, the tie, the businessman, corporate look. He got clean shaven and a look that didn't suit him at all. And then they realized, oh, Christ, uh, Jinder Hall sucks. So we need to make him be a racist and anti-American. And oh, he's a bit foreign, isn't he, Jinder? So you're not meant to like him very much. Is this the same time? I don't 2017. Yeah. Uh, which, 2019, again, 2019 in general, like, I could understand genuinely, upon doing this article, I was like, my God, it's no wonder WWE fans, that the worst of the worst, like, you know the ones mm. on Twitter, <laughs> one of these days I'll just shoot on them because he was a fuck. But, um, the journalists, and they're the trolls, by the way. <laughs> um, like, I can understand why they like 2021, because it's so much better than 2019. Like, my God. In fact, I might watch 2019 rolls and then watch... 2021 Smackdown and go, yep, vintage Jim Crockett promotions. This. <laughs> um, I so they realized that Jinder was doing a vaguely similar shtick and, you know, one had to be pushed above the other. And upon researching this, this I had no memories of it other than it just felt very much like the production meeting in, turned into real life. Like you can see, you're going to wear a suit. You're going to be better than these Americans. You're going to clean that face up, shave that face. You gotta speak slowly so that you know these idiots can understand. Like all that, like, it's so Vince. It's so Vince in terms of his cadence, his intonation, um, the rhythm in which he speaks. And like I was like, right, okay, well, I should probably like do more than just say, oh, it was a Vince thing. So everything's a fucking Vince thing. So I watched um, a squash match that he had against the Jobber because there's very few matches he had as the real face of America, and he beat this guy up in I don't know Arkansas or somewhere like that. Somewhere with a funny, stupid thing that can piss out their voices. And he beat this guy up, and in the end, he has this big missive directed at the fans. He says, what you need to do is put down the hot dogs. And I went, well, but like forward in time. Yeah. Well, you don't like pineapples. <laughs> but now you see, you don't like meat and hot dogs and stuff, which you really, well, you ate a dog at the, at the lanes. So that's <laughs> what they call it, bowling the lanes. Yeah. He ate some dogs at the lane, so what, what gives? And I'm thinking, does he just like the beautiful simplicity of a margarita? Mm. Or is Vince just an arsehole who hates you all and thinks he won't remember anything and just creates these chaotic characters that do not link from one month, year to the next? It's it's a tight call, but I'm going to go with the latter, Michael Suchi. Yeah, <laughs> me too. I mean, I like, I mean, who doesn't like a good margarita? I used, yeah. to, I used to get viciously pummeled verbally off my mates. Hey, you boring bastard. Oh, you, can't, you don't like a bit of meat, do you? <laughs> like, well, no, I just really like the perfect done well. the pizza. Yeah. Done well. Base, sauce, cheese. Like, it's no... Uh, I tried to say it, because I like, got Domino's ordering. Uh, boring bastard, are you? And I was like... It's like it. And now that it's exploded in popularity with the wood-fired stuff, yeah. and everyone's getting a Neapolitan these days. I want to my cack. <laughs> Right, let's move away. Going from, on the Instagram, like, from long forgotten nights in. Like, say, hi, oh, like a margarita now. I said, what are you talking about? And it's like, I just hold grudges. <laughs> you know what I'm like at this point. I love holding a fucking grudge, me. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a, it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, 
you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Before we go any further, though, this show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Now, we all carry around different stresses. They can be Big life worries or just, you know, little things like your favorite wrestler not being used properly. The thing is, when we keep them bottled up, it really can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever is weighing you down. It is really helpful, too, for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. Therapy basically empowers you to be the best version of yourself. So why not give better help? a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and best of all, suited to your schedule. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash whatculture today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash whatculture. Let's move away from Kevin Owens, though, and talk about Alexa Bliss general manager. I forgot about this one, to be honest. That only happened for like two weeks and it barely even happened at all. Can you remember Constable Corbin? Oh, yes. My God. So it was 2018 because it was the, like, December 2018 seared into my head because that's when the McMahons all came out. And we haven't been doing a very good job for you lately. And the reason why is the guy who isn't writing the show, but we pretend writes the show, Baron Corbin. So you get away. Oh, bastard. Yeah, well, he's... Well, yeah. I mean, who really cares? Yeah. Um, Because everyone knew. No one was going, Boo, Baron Corbin, suck. You've ruined all this. And it's like, we kind of did. But it wasn't necessarily his fault. He's Mm -hmm. just earning a packet. So amidst all this, um, Baron Corbin, towards the end of his run as the constable, the uh, general manager-elect, really struggling to control things because everyone just has arguments and it's all out of control here on Monday Night And at some point, Alexa Bliss, sensing an opportunity, was like, well, hang on. He's all over the place, and he's like, the job's starting to overwhelm him. I can stop being a bitch to the ladies, because that's what all women are, aren't they? Bitches. So she'll be the biggest bitch. So she said, using her wiles, because there was a few, like, little flirty words cast in there, we're both hard. It both makes sense. That's what she said. Baron Corbin and Baron Corbin was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I am the best. So you said, right, okay. You know what? I've got loads on my plate. Feeling the pressure because there's loads of incompetent idiots running around. So you take the women's division off my hands. So they were basically going to do what Stephanie McMahon did throughout like 2013 and all oh, and beyond. Oh. The sort of thing that made people hate the product and tune out. That hence why they had to apologize. Like literally, like one week after this was going to happen, or two weeks after it was going to happen. My favorite thing about all of this, Alexa Bliss, general manager. No one remembers this. Do you want to know why I remember it and put it on this list? Why? I love the idea of Stephanie McMahon getting 
brought into the room alongside Triple H and Shane by Vince and saying, like, the reins are suck. Like, we go, we're we going to have to pretend to change things here. <laughs> That's what we're going to have to do. You are the authority now. So we're going to have to, like, really... It's desperate. These are desperate times. They've seen the trademarks filed for All Elite Wrestling. They were teasing it already on BTE, I think, mm-hmm, in mm-hmm. the run-up in December. Um... I think, right, okay, well, we need to get ahead of this. We need to pretend that we're going to make big fundamental changes and really be the great WWE again. So, right, unfortunately, been everything we've got involved with there. Baron, he needs to go. We'll blame him um, and then change everything. I just love the thought of Stephanie going, I was going to slap Alexa in about two months. <laughs> I was going to slap her. And it's like, well, you can't because she's not the authority figure anymore. It's like, well, can I say she's done a bad job? It's like, Stephanie, she hasn't even done a job yet. Are you saying I can't slap Alexa Bliss? No, you can't. It's It's my favorite thing. It's my favorite thing. I was going to slap the piss out of her mouth. Can I do it anyway? (laughs) Stephanie, we're going to do it anyway. (laughs) We're going to do it anyway. It's like, well, you can't because she's not really that. What's the point of this? Um... Let's get in a time machine and go back. To twi- <laughs> go back. Love bringing this one back. Let's go back to twenty nineteen. <laughs> Let's go back to twenty nineteen again because Mojo Rawley was looking at himself in a mirror. Then wasn't he? He had some blue stuff around his eyes. That's great. So this was presumably. I just, I just read your little notes on this. It's like late twenty eighteen. He turned on uh, Zack Ryder. Correct. Oh, I can't remember. Something like that. Something like that. This is this is more twenty nineteen. And he went. You're going to be a great heel, doing football stuff and. Nothing happened because no one cared. Oh, he's like a he's like a football guy in like real life, and then decided to do some like charges. What's your thing? I used to play football, right? Do football, football moves then? Yeah, you're friends with Gronk, aren't you? Yeah, that that was it. One of my favorite descriptions I've ever written down about Mojo Rawley is that basically what happened was he decided to like look at something, and you could only see him looking at something. You couldn't see the something. He's going. Disgrace. You suck. He says things like, it's all about the team, isn't it? College, Wall Street. Well, forget about the team! Forget about the team! And it's like the whole thing was he's psyching himself up because, ah, to be honest, this made no sense. I thought he stayed hyped. (laughs) Yeah. And it's like, now you're hyping yourself up. I thought you were in a permanent state of hype. Yeah. It's a bad characterization for a start. Then you realize, oh, God, he's (laughs) deep as this. Talking to himself in the mirror. And, uh, yeah, and so he's looking at the mirror. And weeks later, he looks in the mirror again. And this time, he's just got, it's got, like, blue paint over his face. So I described him as a Luna Vachon cosplayer and dry-humping enthusiast. Because he always used to just drill midair, didn't he? Yeah, yeah, a bit thrusting. What was the blue stuff around his eye meant think about, think about midair, it's so sexy. <laughs> the thing is... He's like staring at himself in a mirror, Ooh. staring at himself in a broken mirror. Ooh. It's like, it's hackabolics. Yeah. Hmm. What if we put some blue stuff around his eyes? Why did he have blue stuff around his eyes? My favorite things as well. I was looking at this list and like do some jokes about it. Um, so I had to like, go on YouTube for the video. So I typed in Mojo Rolly Mirror. Right. Mm-hmm. The first thing, you, the first result that's yielded is Mojo Rowley stares at the man in the mirror or something. WWE.com's mm. official YouTube page. <laughs> then the second result, which indicates if this is successful or not, is um, 
Kevin Owens unleashes steel pipe assault on more Joe <laughs> Rowley from like the nine months that he wasn't on telly and that was the next thing he did nine months later. And then I was like, right, okay. What's in the algorithm? What's in my suggested recommends? Mojo Rowley. God bless me. Knew this was rubbish. Interview with Chris Van Vliet. In the, the the title is, I painted my face like an idiot for no reason. <laughs> I love that. Like you can literally tell stories through YouTube thumbnails. Honestly, man in the mirror, what a bollocks that was. Um, let's go back finally to a gimmick that he sort of did and then didn't do and then uh, well let's talk about Jinder Mahal man of peace which is always good in a promotion where you have to fight like we're doing it with Gacy as well at least mm. um, maybe they're going to do the same thing here like not quite all the woke liberal snowflake bollocks but like the idea was he's a hypocrite and he actually wants to hurt people and he's going to pretend that he comes in peace so that the idiot baby face who you want to make an arsehole out of for some reason Falls for the bit, and then Jinder Mahal decides to cheat and like really brutalize people. And he's like, oh, no. I'm sorry about you know caving your head in with like some rubbish basic power moves because <laughs> I'm not really intimidating or aggressive at all. Um, I'm sorry, I will now center myself and find my inner peace again. Sorry about that. Maybe it's bollocks like telling a story. Jinder Mahal in late 2016, just before becoming the WWE champion, started saying. Oh, I'm gonna teach it. I'm gonna teach the WWE universe some breathing exercises. Oh yeah, breathe in, breathe out. I'm gonna do a thing and tell me if this is crossing a line. Didn't he say Shanti? Yes, I think so. Something like that. Yes. So the whole idea was he was instructing the WWE universe on how to like be calm and you know just have inner peace. The combat athletes telling you to have inner peace. <laughs> like so I'm pretty sure. Like as I said. The whole bit was going to be, I've just beat someone up really viciously. Uh, sorry about that. Shanti, okay, I can be a better guy again. Like, what, what the fuck is this? <laughs> what is this? And this is, yeah, incredibly close to him suddenly. Because the few weeks before, was it, he was on Raw, wasn't he? And he got jobbed out in like five minutes. And then he moved to SmackDown and they went, well, we're going to have six people, whatever it is, in this match. Who've never really been given that chance of getting into the title yeah. picture? He's your Sammy Zayn's. I think Luke Harper was in it as well. Maybe like Luke and Rowan maybe took each other out, something along those lines. Jinder was knocking about as well, and you're like, cool. <laughs> well, there's a warm body to pin, and then he just won, and then he faced Randy Orton, and we went, well, this is weird. And then he went, yeah, but what if I have the Singh brothers and then have the same match over and over and over again until people think they're not going to do Brock Lesnar versus Jinder Mahal, are they? Especially because this experiment in India has completely failed. And then, uh, yeah. Then the advanced beating, <laughs> beating Kofi on Raw this week in King of the Ring. Yeah. What? I mean, I was about to say what changed in what they saw in Jinder Mahal. But I don't think legally we're allowed to suggest what we think can no, possibly let's, change. Let's move on. Broccoli and chicken. That's the secret, apparently. Jinder Mahal, Man of Peace. There's so many of these, isn't there? It's ridiculous the amount of times that they come up with something. Rather than just thinking, it's like they think about characters more regularly than they think about what the next pay-per-view is. The amount of times that I've seen them turn around and gone, oh, bollocks, it's TLC next month. Instead of thinking, right, I, I sit here and you and I pitch in, right, you've got, we're in October now, which means we're six months away from WrestleMania. It's like they don't realise until the February pay-per-view is yeah. done. 
Anyway, I'm sure there's a whole host of others, of others of these. There is more you can read about from this article from Michael Sidgwick. You can uh, search for it on, on whatculture.com. The 10 weirdest abandoned WWE moments. Some great ones in there featuring the likes of Booker T, Daniel Bryan, and my personal favorite, a very quiet Shelton Benjamin. He just looks around, smiles, and nods. Is this read the article to find out, brothers? I mean, we'll never truly find out, but no. <sighs> hey, maybe, maybe some LTST, maybe it's going to be brought back just in time for Crown Jewel. Who, who knows? Anyway, let us know your thoughts on everything we've discussed though on Twitter at What Culture WWE. And like we said uh, underneath the tweet promoting this podcast, do send us more suggestions of some more abandoned WWE moments, and we'll no doubt we'll come back and revisit this. Uh, well, actually, you can follow both of us. You can follow Michael Sidgwick at M. Sidgwick. Follow me at Adam Wilborn. Follow us all at What Culture WWE. And make sure you subscribe to What Culture Wrestling, wherever you get your podcasts from, for daily wrestling podcasts, of course. But for now, my thanks to Michael Sidgwick, the author of this fantastic article, The Ten Weirdest Abandoned WWE Moments. My thanks to you for joining us. And we will see you soon. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.